balls so dry, and they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. I'm going down south, I'm gonna have myself a time. Friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptation. I'm going down south, I'm gonna leave my woes behind. In my parking day or night, people spouting out in neighbor. Heading on up south, I'm gonna see if I can't unwind. So come on down south, I can meet some friends of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Set Nights right here on so many fucking networks that I get to finally just say we're everywhere, motherfucker. Everywhere. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify, Google, Breaker. I don't know if we're on Stitcher yet, but I know we're on Pocket Cast, Republic FM, uh, litany of others. So Android and Apple, we're there. Download us, Spotify, listen to us, check us out, share with your friends, rate it, tell your mom, probably, and, and, and your dad. Don't tell your little brother. He's not old enough to listen to this show unless he's 18. But we are also, of course, syndicated and sponsored and host by RatSaladReview.com, VoicesOfMisery.Podbean.com, and HackerHowming.Podbean.com. I'm your host, the most who lives on the West Coast, yeah, boy. MSG and ladies and gentlemen, which is sure to be our finest quality in audio production here on Check Mass. This man has finally upgraded to the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. You can, of course, reach out to him and tell him how good he sounds at Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Colano. Jackson! Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm coming in clear, loud. Mm. That's right. For this episode, too. That's right. Ian, you finally got a a, a lavalier mic in this case. So you got yourself a right. mic. Um, I would say here maybe in a little bit when we're talking, now that we're going and, and I can hear you, maybe just uh, clip it up a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, I want to put yourself on mute to do that first. Don't. Yeah. Put yourself on. Thanks. Ian's new to this guy. That's okay. 21st century. I'll get this show started, of course, here. This is Suck My Balls. Each and every week, myself and Ian, if you're a brand new listener, review and break down every episode of South Park in linear fashion. So right now, this is going to be season one, episode number seven, which is our eighth episode. Cool. We're on our eighth episode titled Pink Eye. So if you want to catch up with us, they're all available right now 
iTunes, Spotify, as I mentioned, and you can go and listen to every episode in linear fashion. And that's our hope to bring you the product as well as far as the reviews. Even if we get caught up in a couple years from now and we're like, fuck, we can't review South Park till next week's new episode. Even if we get caught up, caught up at that point, we'll have a history and library out there of someone who's gone through and reviewed every episode of South Park because in an audio format, no one has taken that challenge yet. We've seen people start off at season 15. We've seen people keep current, but no one has gone back and gotten this time machine. Well, we're in this time machine. We're ready to rock and roll. It's me. It's Stu Jackson. Yeah, buddy. All right. So this episode, guys, like we mentioned, is called Pink Eye. Pink Eye is the seventh episode of the first season of the American animated television series, Shout Pack. It originally aired on Comedy Central in the United States on October the 29th of 1997. And it is also no two notable things. First, it's the first ever Halloween episode. Yes. And... It's also the first episode where the creators had a variant or alternate intro, meaning they had a different a song, was more spookified, and they had mm-hmm. different art showing the characters in Halloween fashion. So this was the first episode to do that. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yep. Um, nice. So uh, in Pink Eye, Kenny is the uh, main, I guess you'd say the protagonist, is the main storyline, is that Kenny has become... A zombie comes back to life as a zombie after he's killed. And uh, in doing so, he you know starts eating people's brains. And initially, the doctor believes this is a form of pink eye. Kind of weird uh, association to make, don't you uh, think, Ian? Yeah, what, what are they? Um, isn't this something? something yeah, it was uh, something they had to do with middle school. Everybody gets pink eye, right? Dude, I've got third grader. Third grader. Did you get a pink eye when you were a kid? Did you ever get pink eye? I got it a couple times. Yeah. Um, one this time is... I got a bunch of sweat in my eye and I got pink Ooh. eye. Yeah, weird. it was weird. I've got. I think I've, that's happened to me before. You know, I've also been told like if you fuck with your eye and rub with your eye, and you know what I'm saying, right. like sweat, yeah. oil, and the shit that can cause a <laughs> uh, a skin bacterial infection, not infection, but a skin bacterial deformity, which essentially essentially gives you. The pink eye, which makes it very dry and makes you want to rub your eye all the time. And then you touch your eye and it's all flaky. All sticky and puffy. Or sticky and puffy, too, depending, I guess, where you touch your eye. Yeah, pink eye. As I rub my eyes now to wash the sleep out of it. Because <laughs> we are recording early here on a Saturday morning. We've got our cups of Joe. We're ready to rock and row. <laughs> I may have that. <laughs> So uh, this episode was uh, written by co-series founders, of course, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, along with writer Philip Stark. Philip Stark. Uh, This episode was the first of a new slate of South Park episodes Parker and Stone made after Comedy Central agreed to permanently pick up the show. Uh, The duo were not happy, actually, with the episode, particularly the ending, and were surprised by the positive response it received from fans. Parker said he also wanted the episode to convey, in part, that Halloween is a positive holiday for children. (laughs) What? Come on, dude. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out on that bullshit, Parker. I love you, bro. But, like, you made a whole episode about zombies killing and eating people. I don't know where anywhere along that long that lines that's trying to convey that Halloween is positive for children. Not only that, they, they go on a murder spree. And then as they're on the murder spree, they're told not to go on a murder spree. Oh, yeah. Let's, 
throw that bullshit flag down. Yeah, I, 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 even if you have to change the ending, I, I don't see that as a positive. Now, I would say in more recent seasons, I would even say with season 20, was it 22's finale? Was that with the Amazon shit or was that this last year? Uh, the Amazon one was the one before. So 22. So season 22, yeah. remember with the, the bike, uh, mm-hmm. the bike, uh, parade. Yeah. And that yeah. year they were wanting to go. And then of course there was also this year with, uh, the scooters. They wanted to go Halloween on the fucking. <laughs> you just had to ski. That yeah. was a good Halloween episode. Okay. That, that was, one... that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> the good one. My so like they've done Halloween good, but in this episode, I can't, I'm calling bullshit on that one. In fact, this one ends up being one of the cultural classics of South Park because of the zombies and the brain eating and, uh, you know, chef and his Michael, Th- Michael Jackson thriller parody dance. I'm going to make love to you all night long. I may be cold, but it's warm in my bed. Make it. So, yeah, there was, this is definitely a, a cult classic. Um, now, Pink Eye, like we mentioned, received generally positive reviews and has been described as one of the cult classic episodes. It was viewed by 1.5, sorry, 1.75 million households the week it aired and an unusually high amount for Comedy Central at that time. The right. episode- yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, well, I mean, this was in 90, what would I say, 97 of their first right. season. So, mm-hmm. brand new show, it definitely was high. Nowadays, I mean, a lot of people watch TV, right? Gotham was canceled for 2.2, bro. They fell all the way down to 2.2, and their, their show was canceled. Do you know that? Man, yeah, Gotham was so good, dude. It was. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. They did the last season well, and they ended the show well enough to the point where okay it made sense you could be like all right he pretty much yeah. did everything he could do with but there was a could... point where it was like you know what i mean one thing i didn't like about the show i know we're going off on a tangent here but the one thing i didn't like about the show gotham was the fact that uh he kills rajah ghoul as a uh, as a child he doesn't he's <laughs> yeah what was that dude so yeah. fucking inaccurate that was because they were trying to like be like Arrow and make a Raja Ghoul fucking villain when, re- when realistically Batman goes and trains with him. That's how right. he fucking becomes Batman. He only becomes enemies with Raish when things don't work out and he won't do what Raish wants him to do. That's right. the pro- that's the conflict between Batman and Raish. Is at first Batman thinks that it's cool and then all of a sudden Raish is like, no, you have to even if innocent people die, you have to do what is necessary. And then Batman, no, doesn't kill for one. So that's what And then they have him killed as a child. The fuck was that? It was weird, bro. It was, it was weird. weird. Now we're going off on on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Right. Batman. Back to South Park. So Pink Eye, like we said, uh the episode amount for Comedy Central also introduced recurring characters uh Principal Victoria from Minnesota, don't you know? Oh don't you know? Don't I know there, Eric. That's bad. That's a no no, Eric. Uh, when Cartman dresses, of course, as uh, <laughs> Adolf Hitler. So, you know what? I, oh, oh, okay, what I was gonna say before we started doing that, I'm gonna give the fucking disclaimer here, ladies and gentlemen. The purpose of this show is for comedic references only. Neither myself nor Ian Colano are, uh, um, you know, we're uh, anti-Semites. We're not racist. We're not uh, disabled. 
We're not against the disabled. We're not against people of transgender. We're not against people of cisgender. We're not against people of binary gender. We're not against races, religions, cultures. We're literally laughing at just the comedy context that the show this presents. So in this episode, there are going to be a lot of racial undertones from being anti-Semite to Jewish people with Hitler and to Cartman dressing up as the Ku Klux Klan Klan member of the KKK. So I have devised what I am now calling... You know how they have viewer discretion advised? Well, this is, this is TDA, Trigger Discretion <laughs> Advised. Trigger Discretion Advised. And uh, with that, too, you're watching fucking South Park. If you come here and you listen to this review and you get triggered by our review after watching fucking South Park, go fuck yourself and suck my balls. Hey, fuck you. Hey. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, I just want to be very clear. You know, we do not like are not of the affinity of mindset. Like comedy itself. If you it's hilarious. But well, yes. if you understand what comedy is and you research what comedy really is, comedy is supposed to be an expressive art form to comedically, dr- dramatically uh, overact or, or uh, uh, exaggerate uh, certain situations of everything. It's supposed to be able to make fun of everything and everyone. So that way we can all be on equal ground as humans <laughs> and be able to understand that we can make fun of ourselves and laugh about it. So, however, I'm not, again, this is just for the context of the episode. We're just making sure you understand. TDA, trigger, discretion, advised. Um, you like that? I came up with that. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna patent pending that, maybe put that on a shirt or something. I don't know. Uh, it could be it could be pretty sweet. Um, so the production of this episode, Comedy Central originally ordered six episodes of South Park for the first season's initial run. However, when the show proved to be a success, they requested an additional seven. The first ones of which creator Trey and Matt had to produce quickly. Pink Eye was the first of those new seven episodes to be produced. It was also the first South Park Halloween episode. Um, as we mentioned, Pink Eye is also just such a huge part of your life when you're in the third grade. Pink Eye is the thing every third grader gets, and it's just a, such a bizarre thing, said Parker and Stone when writing this episode. Parker said he wanted to okay. convey... Sorry, sorry. But I have something to say about that. As a, as a, as a parent who has a kid in, you know, second grade now... Dude, I shit you not. I have seen little boys and little girls... Well, mainly little boys walking around, dude. Their hand down their pants, like, and then <laughs> what? That's weird. First fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ew. To uh, let me go ahead and just uh, try to uh, spell that out for the listeners here. Uh, Ian said he put his hand down his pants and then smelled his finger. Is what he did. So uh, the, the the back of your pants, you know, uh, around, in, in in your butt. You know, oh. like you say, say you're scratching your oh, and then you just that. smell it. I've now, seen little boys do it. Little boys are so disgusting. Don't get me wrong. They are so disgusting. I remember probably being a kid in my house and discovering, you know, as a male, we have a musk in our area. I remember being a kid and putting my hand down my pants and then pulling back up. And you smell your hand. You're like, why does it smell like that? <laughs> like <laughs> that, right? <laughs> like trying to figure that out. Like, and then you wash it and you wait. And you're still like. It still smells like that. Like so like I get that idea, but like I would never stick my hand in my butthole. That's just fucking It's just weird. Weird. I ain't right. Don't stick your finger in your butthole and then touch my hand. That's just what do you there's probably people out there that do that, bro. They're like, you know what? 
fuck Nancy in the county. And they just stick their hand down their pants. <laughs> How you doing today, Ann? Feeling good? Now she's got shitty hands. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I see that. Oh, my goodness. You never know who people's hands are these days. You don't. You suck in your balls. Um... Uh, they also said that Halloween's a great thing that uh, that that Halloween was part of their life that they wanted to say uh, they thought was great. They think the kids having this kind of mythology is great. Originally, they planned to use Diet Dr. Pepper instead of uh, Worcestershire sauce, but they could not get permission to use Dr. Pepper obviously because it's a copy I did. Um, this also, if you notice, was the first South Park episode to feature a uh, of course, a cold open or an opening scene jumping right into the story before the opening credits are shown. Did you notice that? Yeah. I was going to try and bring that up. So that, like. that was really cool. It just starts right up. Mm -hmm. It fades up from black, and the episode starts so we can try to – so the listeners understand. And then rather than having like the regular song, it goes – or even the, the black slate that goes, uh, the event uh, – you should not watch this show, blah, 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 right? It didn't have that. Right. It just came up right, right. in the episode, and then it went right into the Halloween intro and this was the first ever halloween themed intro like the first ever altered intro itself uh did you notice anything or pick out anything in this uh intro itself uh just all like the halloween stuff you know yeah. there's a lot of halloween cool. stuff all the different costumes different uh the skeleton singing the song is pretty cool right uh carmen's got a pumpkin over his head i believe or is that <laughs> It's one of the boys. One of the boys. One of the boys. I think it so, is Cartman. I think okay. it is Cartman. They added spooky sounds to it, which you probably heard here. I probably edited it into the intro for this episode. Like it's basically the same song, but they added like different Halloween sound effects, like screaming and loud animal sounds and yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the key element of this, uh, the majority of this episode starts after opening credits and follows a three act model, of course, uh, more in style, kind of a short story than the traditional television episode. Um, pink eye was the first episode in which Kenny's death was a key element of the episode and the catalyst of the plot. rather than, of course, a throwaway gag. So normally Kenny would just die and the boys say, Oh my God, they killed Kenny. You bastard. And this episode, Kenny dies and it follows that whole storyline. Now, if you notice, which we'll talk about here at the beginning, uh, this was the first episode, I believe, that we finally, as far as not from the um, the Jesus First Frosty or the, or the Jesus First Santa shorts, this was, I believe, the first episode where Stan says, oh, my God, you killed Kenny. And then Kyle says, you bastard. Or am I wrong? Yes. No. I think this is the first time where it's like. The unification is there. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. You bastards. And it, right. It's that's I think this is where it kind of that's where it starts. This is, and then now it becomes a part of every episode. Oh my God, you killed Kenny, you bastards. Like it was like, oh my God, you killed Kenny. There was never really, or it was like, you bastard. And it was never really like. Right. Or, or there was Kyle doing it by himself. Like, oh right. my God, they killed Kenny, you bastards. You bastards. Right. So, like, yeah, no, it was definitely, this is the first dynamic between Stan and Kyle actually saying it together. And I, God damn it, I thought it was a lovely thing in this episode. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, I tell you what. Tell you what. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this episode, the official, as we mentioned, it starts up uh, straight from, you know, Black. It's October 30th. 
outer space. Uh, the Mister Space, the Mister Space Station, is shown orbiting Earth, and we get some Russian, and uh, he's like, uh, "Bulldog, comrade, Dovstad," and then the other comrades like, "Grah," and then the other like, so basically he scares him with the Halloween mask. He's like, "Ah!" and then he's like, "Vildel il chelafaka," which is "Gotcha, happy uh, Halloween," apparently. And then uh, Comrade One says, "Shot, more dead, but shot. You scared me, you communist bastard." And then a uh, warning flashes on the message beneath it. I can't even read that, but basically it means warning uh, problems. And then uh, he goes, "Oh, stool, stool, stool." Apparently, stool means uh, crap in Russian. Ian it means stool, and so he says, "Oh, crap! Oh, crap!" You have the, we were crap on your family and your whole country. Crap, crap, crap. And then um, we get a bus stop. We hit the bus stop here. The boys are waiting at the bus stop as uh, they're hanging around. They're getting ready for uh, Halloween. And then uh, a fucking, uh, I guess, like satellite crashes or whatever and whatnot. And it falls on the top of Kenny's head, narrowly missing and ki- killing, or m- narrowly missing the other boys, but killing Kenny in the fucking process. And, uh, you know, at this point again, once again, in Kalano, a.k.a. Skip Jackson, you get more fucking deliveries over there. You're like, go here. Take the limousine. Take the Corvette. Bring me back a burrito. I see you fucking in there. And the, I don't I can't see who he's talking to, but he's got somebody in the background there and he's fucking ordering up some delivery service here. He can't, uh, you know, he's getting them Cheetos. Not burritos. <laughs> Enough them Cheetos and burritos. Anyway, so this is like we mentioned. Stan then says, Oh my god, they killed Kenny. And Kyle says, You bastards. Oh my god, they killed Kenny. You bastards. And then Cartman exclaims, uh, What the hell is that thing? And Kyle says, It looks like it's a UFO. Cartman says, It's not that thing, it's UFOs. Again, referencing back. To the very first episode in Anal Prom, which we certainly do know that Cartman does know what a UFO is. That being said, what did you think of this opening spot, Scoop Jackson? <laughs> so, sorry about that. Had some a lot of noise going on in the background with the dog. Oh, I'm so sorry. You. No, we appreciate you muting your mic here on the segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I, I get it. You know, you were ordering more food because. You- <laughs> You're a fluid glutton. Like for people who don't know, Ian is 500 pounds. He's extremely overweight, and he's got a small penis. So like he's got to make up. Small. Very he's small. Gotta, he's got to make up for that <laughs> by ordering food. Make himself feel better, right, Ian? Yep. No, actually, Ian is fucking ripped, ladies and gentlemen. He's also taken, but this guy is fucking chiseled. Keep telling Ian, you know. If you just fucking like get me to your status already, we could become tag team champions on this professional wrestling. Because Ian could be a fucking wrestler. Like I could, if I had, if I introduced you to my friends, they'd be like, "Bro, go fucking train right now, bro. You want to fucking make some money? <laughs> you could be a fucking superstar." As soon as we meet up, man. As soon as we're living in the within the same vicinity, man, it's again, gonna happen again, again. As soon as we meet up, me and Ian have known each other for. Almost a decade now, man. Yeah, I think I think it has been a decade though. We lived I, in Arizona. Honestly. Of course, it's only it's only been over the last couple of years that we haven't lived in the same city because I moved back to Washington to get my degree in school and whatnot, and went on a couple music tours, and it was, you know, I lived my life. 
live my life. Living my life. He was being a dad too, because that's his life. Yep. Now he's a, getting older, so. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. He's a good goddamn dad. All right. So as we mentioned, Kenny dies. So sirens show up. Ambulance pulls up. Two mar- two paramedics go over Kenny's corpse. Paramedic says, "Let's get him into the morgue." Um. They put his corpse in a body bag. They toss the bag into the ambulance and they drive off. And the kids are like so nonchalant about it because then Carpenter's like, "Hey guys, wait till you see my Halloween costume. It kicks ass." <laughs> so they, Kyle's dead, and they don't even take a moment to mourn him. They're just like, "Eh, yeah, nonchalant. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, cool, dude. It can't be cooler than mine." Says Kyle. Sand says, "Hey man, we got to get home and get our costumes ready." So they walk off. Um, now we're over at the South Park morgue. And they're, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they're inside the morgue, and they're, they're they place a, co- a hose in uh, or like a tube in Kenny's body, and uh, they're like mm-hmm. uh, draining the blood out of him while I guess you insert embalming fluid into the body. Like I don't know how that works. I've not really been around morticians, but that's what it looked like they were doing, right? So the embalm, you have to drain and then you fill it with the embalming fluid. So you basically push push the blood out with embalming fluid. Yeah, that's what it looks like. What they're doing is what I'm saying. They have the yeah. embalm- now. Do they drain the embalming fluid afterwards, or does that embalming fluid help solidify like the inner body? To I don't. What, what's the point of embalming fluid? I guess is my my question. I guess it would like aid in decomposition. Maybe I don't know. Pre- preservation? Maybe I'm not sure. Well, not preservation. Stick it in the ground. It's going to decompose, right? Because we've seen those weird grave digger type people, and they'll dig people up, and it's just bones. So it's not like it's like <laughs> keeping the skin intact. It's like it's like a really fancy mummification. Keeps all the skin alive. You know what I'm saying? Keeps all the skin alive. Keeps all the wear and whatnot. Um, but yeah, maybe it has something to do with like bacterial diseases or something, or like. Uh, cleaning it for like uh, the spread of uh, bacteria itself, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, meant to temporarily preserve the body of a deceased person. Mm, okay, so that's so that so they basically they can, use it for like funerals and let's right. like say your goodbyes, exactly. shit like that. Okay, that, that's exactly to delay decomp- decomposition so that the funeral services may take place. Gotcha. Oh. Well, there you go. Now we learned. So, uh, Mortician says, you know, I think death is at least funny when it happens to a child. Uh, Morty places a hose in Kenny's green, places in the green ball and and says, oh, yes, I know what you mean. The other guy pulls out a hot dog, pours Worcestershire sauce on it and takes a bite. And the mortician's like, Marty, do you have to put that on everything? And Marty's like, I don't know. It's just it just makes everything taste so English. English. <sighs> you know, I think death is at least funny when it happens to a child. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Marty, do you have to put that stuff on everything? I don't know. It, ju- it just makes everything taste so English. Does everything taste so English? <laughs> and the mortician says, all right, well, let's let him drain. So they walk away. Now, when they walk away, uh, the morticians, uh, basically, they're outside talking. And as they're outside, he left the Worcestershire sauce, I guess, near or on the same table near the embalming fluid and due to the vibrational movement of the machines or whatever it was doing it knocked over the embalming fluid i'm sorry it knocked over the worcester shots into the embalming fluid and as we f- go to find out apparently and when you die you don't want to embalm a person with worcester worcester shots because yeah, they'll, uh, they'll they'll come back to life as a zombie that's uh yeah. that's what we're gonna learn they that have a whole 
whole hotline for they have a apparently. whole fucking hotline and they realize and understand that that you could choose different products other than Worcestershire sauce <laughs> so uh, in the what happens is while they walk away, the worst shots. Uh, Kenny's eyes open up. He gets up, so now he's a zombie. They're outside. They're making jokes or whatever. And the other one says, "So then uh, the necrophiliac says, if this ain't a cadaver, then I don't know." And then the, uh, Kenny busts the door. And they're like, "Hey, what's up?" And Kenny bites uh, Marty's shoulder, and then walks away. Marty says, "God damn, that little turd bit me." And then the mortician says, "Me too." Kenny leaves the morgue. And uh, we get to a bus stop. Kyle is now standing there with a Chewbacca mask on. Stan walks up. <laughs> and his costume consists of red yarn hair and big rosy cheeks. And Kyle says, you look like a pansy. And Stan says, shut up, Kyle. Kyle says, uh, what, uh, what are you supposed to be? And Stan says, I'm Raggedy Andy. Kyle says, why the hell did you dress up like Raggedy Andy, dude? And Stan says, well, Wendy's going as Raggedy Ann. And she said, this way, we'd win the costume contest for sure. Kyle's like, no way, dude. I'm going to win the costume contest with this sweet Chewbacca costume. And Stan says, Wendy said the first prize is two tons of candy. Kyle says, wow, cool. Then Cartman walks out. Hey, dude. And Cartman's like, and Kyle's like, Cartman, what kind of costume is that? And Cartman says, it's Adolf Hitler costume. See how? See how? And Stan's like, uh, <laughs> Stan's like, where'd you get that? He's like, my man made it. Isn't it pretty cool? <laughs> and Kyle's like, no, it's not cool. And Cartman's like, what are you supposed to be, Stan? Howdy duty? Stan says, no, I'm Raggedy Andy, fat ass. He's like, oh, <laughs> you look pretty. <laughs> you look pretty you cool. Look I know what he says. You look pretty cool. And then him, there's a pause. And then him and Kyle just bust out laughing. And even Kyle, <laughs> even Kyle, like, bags on him. He's like, <laughs> sissy. And then Stan says, I'll kick your ass, Kyle. And then Carmen <laughs> says, yeah, like, yeah, happy hotties out, piss up. And then Kenny's corpse all of a sudden shows up. <laughs> Stan's yeah, like, hey. Kenny's not dead. Right? And Kyle says, you forgot to wear a costume, Kenny. And Stan says, yeah, what's the matter? Couldn't your family afford a costume for you? And uh, Kyle's like, yeah, wh- why is your family so poor, Kenny? Carmen's like, Kenny, Kenny's so po- family so poor that yesterday... He had to put their cardboard box up for a second mortgage. And then Stan laughs, and Kenny does nothing. And there's, you know, some cardboard says, I tell your family has to put up a cardboard box. <laughs> and that you. Back tongue. <laughs> and then Mrs. Crabtree shows up and says, uh, Come on, we're running late. And Stan says, Ah, oh, we're always running late, you ugly stank. And Mrs. Crabtree says, What did you say? I can't wait to own a fishing tank. Oh, neither can I. <laughs> why does she? <laughs> why does she want to own a fishing tank? Like all of a sudden. I don't know. Oh, neither do I. All right. I love so this bus driver. We're, we're a couple minutes. We're a couple minutes into this episode, and bam, Hitler. Not holding back, bro. They're coming right at it hard. What do you think of Cartman's costume in this episode? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Not that I like Nazis or anything, but um. Just the fact that they they just right, you know, you know what I mean. With Cartman, it's always like that. It, and like the, one of my favorite, like in my top three, is the one where uh, Cartman actually gets to pull one over on everybody. 
And what, uh, or, uh, everyone gets to pull one over on, or which one was it? Uh, with the, with his girlfriend. It was all about Cartman. I'm sorry, I was reading something else, so I didn't hear what you were talking about. Anything new, episode wise? What, what did you say? It was, it was pretty recent. It was like, are you talking about, five. are you talking about the goo episode? Yeah. From this last season? Not or this the season one. before. I'm sorry, the season before. Or the one before that. Whether no, I, it's the goo episodes. Whether he's trying to get everyone in the school is trying to turn into vegetarians or healthier food. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the episode, like he's like, he's like, uh, you guys. I thought you guys were just trying to make me eat better. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all the same crap. So, <laughs> so yeah. But I mean, there's multiple times where Cartman gets one over on people. That's kind of his, you know, one of his uh, highlights, his traits. You know, interestingly enough, of course, we haven't, I don't know if we've mentioned it here before, but we will now for this context. You know, Cartman, of course, is based on the character of Archie Bunker, right? So he's mm-hmm. supposed to be a racist, misogynist, you know, disgusting human being. And it's even worse as a child. <laughs> but it's also funny because as a child, the innocence of it is hilarious as well. Right. Um, so as we mentioned, you know, the star of the show definitely here's Cartman, you know, worshiping Hitler as he only can, engaging some brilliantly, you know, bitter taunts with his classmates over the course of this episode. Um, so after they get on the bus, uh, you know, now we go over to the doctor's office and the doctor's office is talking with the morticians and he says, uh, you know, what is it, doc? And he says, well, your temperature is only 55 degrees. You have no pulse, no heartbeat, and your eyes are all puffy and sticking. And the mortician says, oh, no, you mean? The doctor says, yes, I'm afraid the two of you have pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> you just described people being dead. Yeah, no pulse, 55 degrees. Your eyes are all sticky and puffy. You got pink eye. Yeah, pink eye. And the doctor there says, yeah. Guys. Yeah, yeah. The doctor says, yeah, I'm afraid you two of you have pink eye. And the doctor says, I'll give you some topical medicine, but I, I don't want to touch you. <laughs> I like how he said that here, though. I'll give you some top. I'd give you some topical medicine, but I don't want to touch you. I'd give you topical medicine, but I don't want to touch you. So Marty says, uh, oh, I'm so hungry. And all I can think about is eating uh, uh, brains. And the doctor says, the doctor says, yeah, well, for God's sakes, don't touch your eyes. I'll prescribe some antibiotics. Like that. He's not even listening to these people. They're dead. They want to eat your brains. And your solution is let me get some topical treatments. So that's also, I think, interestingly enough, we I, we didn't talk about it before we went to show. The show went on the air before before we started recording. But that's kind of a shot at the health industry, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, it doesn't even matter. You could be dead standing in front of them. And they're like, oh, just take an ointment. <laughs> there has been some some technological improvements in, in 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 topical creams, right? So, like the underlying notion itself there that the medical industry will continue to treat you as long as you have two feet and you can talk to them, right? If you're right. standing up talking to them and you're engaging with them, if they can make some money off of you, even if you're dead, their solution is going to be topical ointments or pills or- now, right? More prescriptions. More prescriptions, yep. So now they are at school. Kyle says, just wait till everyone sees my sweet Chewbacca costume. They're going to be so jealous. And the entire class has on Chewbacca costumes. I don't – okay, first of all, 
Don't get me wrong. This is 1997. Why are what was? I don't understand why they chose Chewbacca for this, which was I thought was really For weird an entire generation people have experienced star wars the only way it's been possible on the tv screen but if you've only seen it this way you haven't seen it at all now for its 20th anniversary the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen in a way you've never seen before the star wars trilogy Special edition. See it again for the first time. The Force will be with you always. Well, thanks for wasting my time tonight, idiot. God. And uh, I was like, why is Chewbacca the choice of Halloween costumes here? It's kind of weird itself in 1997. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that Star Wars, of course, was still a popular movie itself. But unfortunately, at this point in time, you know, it had been a number of years since it had been out in theaters. Now, if I do recall, there was remakes like they they digitally remastered and they brought back Star Wars. So was this around that time? Do you recall at all if if Star Wars was was the remakes or whatever? So, yeah, I think so. It was like, what was it like, 93, 94, maybe 95, 96. I'm not sure when they came back and re-cleaned it up, re-digitized the audio, and it was still VHS. I know that. It wasn't like a DVD or anything. It was VHS. I, I got them. Me and my dad actually went to the theater and saw them in theater, so yeah, I want to say... Actually, no, it was. It was. It says uh, apparently the first significant changes were made in 1997 with the re- uh, release of a special edition remaster in commemoration of the franchise's 20th anniversary. These changes were intended to modernize the film and create consistency with the forthcoming prequel trilogy. Additional notable changes were made when the original trilogy was released on DVD in 2004 and an attempt to create more consistency with the prequel trilogy after the release of The Attack of the Clones. And if you'd like more information on Star Wars, you can head on over to hackerhumming.podbean.com or newforceorder.podbean.com and listen to the Star Wars podcast with Greek god Papadon, the Dr. Arroyo of Destroyo, Alex Arroyo, and uh, Spiro, a.k.a. The Butcher, Go check them out on newforceorder.podbean.com. On this last episode, they had Rohit Raju from Impact Wrestling on to discuss Star Wars itself. So go check that out. Great guys, uh, wrestlers, doctors, people who love Star Wars. Go check that out. That's um, fucking yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, it's called New Force Order uh, Podcast. They have the you know, check that out merchandise and stuff like that, too. They're, they're cool people. I produce some of their content. Like uh, I do a lot of their bonus episodes. So like I'll edit, I'll edit like the uh, Mandalorian. Or when uh, AOTC comes back, Attack of the Clones here on Disney Plus, a new season. Like I'll probably edit their review show for that one too. Um, Dude, so yeah, Attack of the Clones is legit. Yeah, right. I'm not even gonna lie for a cartoon. Yeah, right, no, it's pretty good. Uh, but now we're moving on once again from South Park because South Park just references so many things. It can take you so, so many, many things, places. So, but yes, as we mentioned, uh, so now all the kids. So that's why the kids are dressed up as Chewbacca because Star Wars, I guess, was at that point uh, popping again, right? Um, 97, I would have been nine years old. So like, I, I might've been into star Wars, but I probably wasn't like heavily into star Wars. And you know what I mean? Like I was probably right. like Doug and Hey Arnold and cat dog and 
Yeah, man. See, that's why we clicked because we were in a lot of the same thing. I love you, bro. So they walk into the classroom. Uh, everyone's wearing Chewbacca. Mr. Garrison says, uh, or he comes in. Mr. This is funny. Kyle says, everyone came as Chewbacca. Mr. Garrison goes, it sure does seem to be a popular costume this year, Kyle. And then Mr. Hat has on a Chewbacca costume and goes, and he's like, roar. <laughs> it sure does seem to be a popular costume this year, Kyle. Roar. Uh, Kyle throws off his mask. Damn it. Uh, so Stan sees Wendy. Wendy shows up and Wendy is dressed up as Chewbacca as well. So she fucked with Stan. Stan's like, you said yep. you're going to be Raggedy Ann and Andy, remember? And Wendy's like, yeah, but I know, but I just, I figured it was going to be stupid and you'd come to that same conclusion. <laughs> Fucked up. And so Stan bangs his head against the desk. And then, uh, hey, Stan, you, you look pretty cute for a girl. <laughs> yeah, Stan, you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> right? Yeah. Bill, Bill and Fossey come through. And Fossey says, Hey, Stan, you almost look pretty enough to kiss. And Bill says, <laughs> That's right. Bill says, Yeah, you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Fossey says, Yeah, <laughs> guy. And then Cartman's like, uh, Yeah, you see? All of a sudden, my costume is pretty badass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I like how at this part, though, Mr. Garrison doesn't say anything about Cartman. You know, he doesn't say anything about his costume. Well, Mr. Only Gar- one to not to. Well, Mr. Garrison has already proven he's kind of racist in their program. He wants True. to get rid of the Mexicans. He wanted to fuck all the Canadians to death. He wanted to fuck everybody to death. <laughs> You're going to fuck them all to death. Make America great. Fuck them all to death. Oh, God. right. So, like, that's Carmen. I mean, that's so. That's a that's a big build up. Like, you know, Garrison is definitely uh, he's definitely white trash and he's in trouble. Um. So Kyle says, "Dude, dressing up like Hitler is not badass." And Cartman says, "You're just yes. Why don't you go back to Endor, you stupid Wookie?" <laughs> Wookies are from Endor, right? Kyle says, "Wookies don't live on Endor." And and Carmen goes. So he's like mocking Car- uh, Kyle. <laughs> and Kyle, this is where this is actually this is a, a good funny joke that, uh, that has um, a good punchline or has a good payoff. <laughs> Kyle says, "Well, at least my mom's not on the cover of Crack Whore magazine." Hey, see, all of a sudden my costume is pretty badass, huh? Dude, dressing up like Hitler is not badass. You're just jealous. Why don't you go back to Endor, you stupid Wookiee? Wookiees don't live on Endor. Well, at least my mom's not on the cover of Crack Horror Magazine. What? What did you say? Kyle. <laughs> what? What did you say? That's <laughs> all so, like, he gets super defensive, right? So, right. Uh, it's like he knows, but doesn't want him to know. Right. And then Mr. Garrison says, uh, okay, now, all you little Chewbacca's, take your seats. Children, since today's Halloween, I thought we should learn something about the great horror writer, Jackie Collins. You see, when Jackie Collins wrote his first no- her first novel, and then Kenny's arm just kind of falls off, and Wendy goes, ew! And Mr. Garrison's like, do we have a problem, Kenny? And Mr. Garrison's like, let's try to keep our hands and arms to ourselves, okay? So uh, we go back to the the... Leanne Cartman. Ooh, I'm gonna decorate the house for Halloween with scary ghosts and magic creepy crawly things. 
So she places all of Richard Nixon, a.k.a. Uh, Trick Dixie, on the door. Two zombies, formerly the mortician and Marty, pass by, and Leanne's like, oh, hello there. And they're like, oh, and they're like, must eat brains. And they kill people passing by, and then Leanne just goes, it's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the, the year. year. Uh, as people are getting eaten by the zombies on a sidewalk. Um, so now Kyle's upset during recess. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make a new costume. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the school cafeteria. He says, I'm going to make a new costume during recess. I can still win that candy, right? And Cartman says, hey, Kenny, are you going to eat your pudding? And then asks Kenny, hey, Kenny, are you going to eat your pudding? No, Eric. Go ahead and take my pudding if you like. Why, thank you, Kenny. How nice of you. Cartman's <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't you hungry, Kenny? Kenny doesn't sit there. He doesn't, res- doesn't respond at all. Dan says he hasn't moved an inch or said anything. And uh, if, yeah, go ahead. Didn't, uh, if you notice, in the classroom, his arm falls off. And while they're yeah. sitting here at lunch, his arm is back on. Oh, that is a good point. Are you sure? You, yeah. It wasn't the bone yeah. hanging off? Nope. I, I rewound it to make sure. I was like, it fell off in the class. And then I fast forward a little bit. And then, boom, as they're sitting there in lunch, his arm is right back. Okay. A little, little production error there. Well, oh, but eventually they do go ahead and remove his arm for the remainder of the episode, though, because he has the bones right. sitting the yeah. whole episode, right? Um, so, yeah, that's a good good call out. Didn't even notice that. Good catch. Uh, he hasn't moved an inch or said anything, says Stan. Uh, chef walks up. Hello, children. Uh, Kyle says, says, hey, Hello, chef. children. Chef notices Cartman's Hitler costume. What in the hell are you dressed up like that? And Kyle's like, what in the hell are you doing dressed up like that? Isn't Kenny's pudding? Eating candy pay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Principal Victoria walks up. Oh, hello there, children. Oh, love the Elvis costume, Chef. And Chef says, Elvis, I'm Evil Knievel. Why the hell would I dress up like Elvis? Why the, Why hell? the hell would you dress up like Evil Knievel? And then she turns to the boys and says, Anyway, I hope that you kids are. Ah! And then Principal Victoria says, Eric, God bless it. What do you think you're doing? Hey, he said I could have his pudding. Ask him yourself. And then Princess Victoria says, where did you get that costume, young man? Or or how do you, I guess the Minnesota, Minnesota, where did you get that costume, young man? And then Cartman's like, my mom made it. And Princess Victoria's like, shh, oh, God bless America. So she grabs Cartman's shoulder and he starts screaming. And she says, you get into my office right before anyone sees you. I have to show you an educational video. And Cartman says, I don't want to see an educational video. And when Prince of Victoria drags him from the table, Clyde now, entering the cafeteria with his lunch, uh, walks by and Kenny and then Kenny jumps on him and bites him. And Clyde says, ow, you bit my arm. And then Kyle's like, oh, good. Kenny's back to his normal self. So Kenny's normal <laughs> self includes biting people. I didn't get that memo. Did you? No, I didn't either. I thought that was uh, that 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 kind of made me what? You know what I mean? Just a little bit of a little. Let's say like we're really thinking that Kenny was like it was more of a prank, right? So they're like, oh, Kenny's back to his normal self, pranking people, fucking with people. Right there, we go. That's, That's good. That's a good point. Um. So principal, they're back in Vince Victoria's office now. So all right. I'm going to cut to this here in the the podcast, but there's a, this is the video clip here of uh, Principal Victoria 
starts up the VCR and she shows Cartman a documentary on why Adolf Hitler was a very naughty man. Watch the video, Eric. Adolf Hitler was a very, very naughty man. Schweinert! Loben zur Brust lieben! And I'm mentioning Virgin Bruder! So remember, kids, dressing up like Hitler in school isn't cool. Now, do you have any questions? Can I see that again? That was kids. So in that video, we saw Adolf Hitler saying, uh, you know, like uh, I, I can't speak German or whatever. But essentially, he's going through his whole speech, and then um, he does the whole like, he's fight the right, reducing the Juden height, right? Does his whole hand thing, whatever, and Cartman mimics it, and then. Uh, um, he like every time Hitler does it, uh, Cartman mimics it. And one thing they don't show in the audio clip there, obviously you can't see it, but uh, in the audio clip, uh, when Cartman is watching the Hitler speech, he starts envisioning himself as Hitler giving mm-hmm. that same speech to the crowd. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, Puffy the Bear shows up. So remember, kids, dressing up like Hitler in school isn't cool. You must remove that costume. Anyway, so, <laughs> so. Uh, Princess Victoria says, now, do you have any questions? And Cartman says, uh, that again? That was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and Princess Victoria says, you must remove that costume immediately. And Cartman says, I can't. I have to win those two tons of candy. And then Princess Victoria says, well, how about we make you a new costume then? Uh, let's see there now. Ah, I thought of something. Uh, how about we make you into a nice there uh, spooky ghost costume? I don't want to be a scary guy. So she makes him into uh um <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, when you make a ghost costume, just put the sheet over your head and just cut out the two eyes. That's it. Don't make That's any it. modifications. Don't make any shoulder blades. Don't make any cuts near along the top. You just Beauty cut two style. holes, like Charlie Brown style. That is a ghost. That's it. That's it. If you want to get creative. Make the two holes and then sew on see-through black felt on the back to give the appearance more of a boo for the eyes and the mouth. You could do that. That'd be pretty cool. But do not cut the uh, cut it around and make it look like a Ku Klux Klan member because that is what she did. So she went from one horrible extreme to the uh, another. Right? She went from right. taking Eric Cartman looking like um, an anti-Semite Hitler praiser to a white supremacist or white. I don't know what do you call those people. Is that what it's called? White supremacist? Yeah. Or yeah. Nazi. Uh, Nazi. I don't know. I don't know. Um, KKK. White yeah, white supremacist. Okay, white supremacist. Yeah. KKK. Goddamn KKK. Um, so yeah, I thought that was weird, you know, for her to just take it right into there. But they were definitely showing Cartman's full hand in this episode, weren't they? Because it was the Halloween episode, so it kind of right. gave him almost an excuse to be like, fuck it, let's just go all out with Cartman here. Let's just go all out. And I don't, I don't think this is the only time that he dresses up kind of like this, is it? No, it is not. No, he he dresses up like uh, Hitler again in the Passion of the Jew. I saw Passion of the Jew. I saw Matt Gibson's Passion of the Jew. And then he did that to Robert and you and Killer Girl are free. And then that's what I did it. Watch Mel Gibson Passion of the Cat Cat. Mel Gibson Cat. Mel Gibson Cat. Sorry, I'm going off on a Cartman Mel Gibson tangent there. So, um, now outside, 
Uh, we see people like jogging. There's like zombies walking down the street, and they're like, "Hey, hey oh, it looks like the, they got a touch of the pink eye that's going around." And the zombies attack the joggers, and they're screaming for their lives now. And, uh, so now we're back in the gym, and uh, Cartman walks in. He's like, "Am I good?" And Stan's like, "Oh man, I feel like a total chode." And Cartman says, "Ah, come on, Stan. Maybe that's just because you look like a total chode." <laughs> <laughs> And fun gets me every time. <laughs> oh, the chef walks in. He says, hello, children. They say, hey. Uh, sh- all of a sudden, he looks over at Cartman, who's wearing his Ku Klux Klan outfit. And chef screams and runs away. Ah! And Cartman's like, well, chef is scared of ghosts, huh? And Stan's like, uh, hey, where's Kyle? So Kyle bursts in through the doors. And Kyle says, uh, check this out. That was the, uh, I guess, the bell sounding that Ian Colano has got some fucking brownies in the oven that just got done making. And he's got to go retrieve them. Mr. Fucking getting door dashes and Uber dashes and fucking, you know, I, I saw a party going on. People were fucking delivering. Uh, got a fucking that, was party. My, that was my copy cut. I'm sorry. Motherfucker over there. Anyway, so. <laughs> Kyle bursts into the doors out there wondering where he's at. And he's he's like, check this out. And Stan's like, whoa, dude. Kyle's like, what's that? Kyle's like, I'm the whole solar system. The planets even all revolve the right way. That tub of candy is as good as mine. So I'm going to give Kyle credit for coming up with a unique costume. But it's kind of lame costume when you when you say. <laughs> kind of. He's basically just. And they all orbit, right? No, come on, Kyle. You you, you suck. <laughs> orbit right. How are you going to make each individual planet orbit in different rotations? I didn't see any mechanical operation. I don't know. I don't think you'd be able to engineer something like that in 15 minutes of recess. Okay, Kyle. Let's nope. get all the parts and blueprints laid out in front of you, and you were a whiz, and you were like, okay, I'm going to put this together really quick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you could do that. All right. All right, man. Uh, so Mr. Garrison blows a whistle. He says, okay, children, let's get you all lined up so the judge can get a good look at your stupid little costumes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mr. Garrison says, children, this year we have a celebrity judge, the star of Family Ties, Miss Tina Yathers. And there's like some like, there's like no applause or whatever. Kyle's like, who? And Kyle's like, dude, I thought she was dead. Stan's like, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, me too. So Tina hands Mr. Garrison the results, and Mr. Garrison says, Thank you, Miss Yothers. Okay, your second place award for the best costume goes to Kenny for his Edward Jones Almost costume. And then Tina places a second place ribbon on Kenny. And then Mr. Garrison says, And the award for the very best, very best costume goes to Wendy for her Chewbacca costume. And then Kyle says, What? But she looks just like everybody else. Up yours, Tina Yothers! And the award for the very best costume goes to... Wendy! For her Chewbacca costume! What? But she looks just like everybody else! Up yours, Tina Yothers! And Tina Yothers looks shocked here. (laughs) She's like, what? (laughs) And then Mr. Garrison says, And the award for the worst costume this year goes to... Stan! For a stupid little clown thing costume! That's all pointed at Stan and laugh, children! Just point at him and laugh. Stan says, Thanks a lot, Wendy. You ruined my Halloween. And Wendy says, Relax, Stan. You'll feel better once we're out trick or treating. Stan says, I don't want to trick or treat with you. You lie to me. Mr. Garrison says, Okay, children, let's all gather around and bob for stupid apples now. (laughs) You go first, baby. That's good. Just use those mouth muscles like them girls in Beijing. (laughs) 
<laughs> Leave it to Mr. Garrison to make everything. Oh, Kyle, uh, Clyde jumps in now. He's all zombied out. So he, uh, he says, brain. And he attacks baby. Mr. Garrison says, wait your turn, Clyde. <laughs> so uh, outside now, Chef's house, somebody jumps out from the bushes. Uh, you see um, Chef and uh, Chef goes, oh, damn it, Johnson. What the hell's gotten into you? And Johnson's like, uh, pink eye. And I love, <laughs> love the uh, I guess the enunciation that um the the, the uh, what's his doesn't name he, I forget. Doesn't he point at his eye too? Yeah, he does. He goes, "Big guy." Love the enunciation of the voiceover actor here for Chef when he says, uh, "Get the hell out of here, no, Johnson! I don't want no goddamn pig eye." <laughs> slams the door. Right. <laughs> So there's a news for a special report now. Uh, it says, uh, and the president responded to the incident by saying, quote, screw those commie bastards and screw their little wussy space station. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, a pink eye epidemic is sweeping the town of South Park. Here with the live report is a midget wearing a bikini. Thanks, Tom. Already more than half the townspeople here in South Park have been infected with the pink eye virus. <laughs> Symptoms include a complete loss of heart functions, blood pressure, lung activity, and of course, sticky, puffy eyes. And Chef goes, pink eye my ass. I've seen this kind of thing before. And then uh, now we go back to the bus stop. Now it's nighttime, right? This is they're getting ready to trick or treat. And Cartman says that where the hell is Cat? We don't have uh, we don't have our night to wait for him. And then Scan says, I bet I get the most candy more than you, dude. And Cartman says, Are you crazy? I'm a candy master. And Stan says, no, no, you're the ass master. There's a difference. <laughs> and Cartman says, hey, hey, at least I'm not the one who walks around all day looking like Pippi Longstocking. And Stan says, oh, yeah? Well, at least my mom's not on the cover of Crack Horror Magazine. Hey, I'm not the one who walked around all day looking like Pippi Longstockings. Oh, yeah? Well, at least my mom's not on the cover of Crack Horror Magazine. God damn it, my mom is not on the cover of Crack Horror Magazine. Uh, hey. And Carmen says, God damn it, my mom is not on the cover of Crack Home Magazine. And then Kyle shows up and says, hey, dudes. And now he's dressed up like a vampire. So he's changed his costume again for the third time. And uh, Stan says, oh, good, you're here. Now let's make sure we've got everything. Flashlight? Carmen says, check. Stan says, uh, plastic pumpkin pails? Kyle says, check. Stan says, uh, taser? And lights it up. And Kyle goes, what's that for? And uh, Stan says... <laughs> We're shocking people who try to give us granola treats or something. And Carmen says, yeah, granola treats piss me off. And then yeah. I can't... <laughs> Kenny arrives. <laughs> Kyle says that. Uh, they both Kyle him and Stan says, hey, Kenny. And Carmen says, yeah, Kenny, you stink. And Kyle says, uh, you don't, you didn't get a costume, Kenny? And Carmen says, eh, too bad uh, drinking scotch isn't a paying job. I asked Kenny to have be a millionaire. And then there's silence. And he says, that's it. Your dad would be his millionaire. Get it, Kenny? Your family's born, Kenny? You part. <laughs> I don't like Kenny anymore. He, he, he doesn't communicate. He just doesn't <laughs> uh, Wendy shows up, says, hi, guys. Cartman says, hi, Wendy. <laughs> Stan says, uh, <laughs> how's your girl full of candy, Wendy? And Wendy says, oh, I didn't want all that sweet stuff. I gave it away to hungry children in Nairobi. Carmen goes, you what? Are you insane? And Carmen says, let's go trick or treats. And the Stan says, I don't think so, Wendy. I think you had enough candy for one day. 
And she says, uh, Stan, I'm awful sorry you got dressed up like Raggedy Andy. Please don't be mad. Cartman says, I can't be mad. We can't pretty hair, Reggie Cheeks. Trick or treat with yourself, Randy. Uh, I'm sorry, Stan, Randy, Wendy. Uh, says, No butts, Wendy. I wish you were dead. So they walk away. And then Wendy looks dejected, and a low moan is heard, and a shadow overcomes her as uh, she is taken and eaten up by the zombies. So, this point in the episode now, you know, we've kind of got a sense of what's what's going on, right? Everyone's turning into zombies. You know, we've got some racial undertones. There's a lot of comedy, a lot of good one-liners here. I think at this point in the episode, this is probably one of the strongest episodes. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the, the episode itself? Any of the messages that you were seeing? Things that were maybe were, were missing? Nothing that we're missing. Thanks, 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 Scoop. Wonderful stuff. Well, well, I'm thinking. It's just... um. My thoughts on it so far are we're getting hit hard with Cartman. I remember uh, being younger, like, I can't let my parents see me watching this because there's a kid dressed up like Hitler on the TV, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then later on in the episode, it's like, oh, great. Now he looks like somebody from the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, like, I couldn't let my parents catch me watching that for a long time. It wasn't until, like, 2003, 2004 that I could probably openly watch south park in my house so that's what i'm kind of thinking of is like i'm just remembering back then that i had to watch this at like midnight or something or at a friend's house and good times back then good times yeah i would agree i think that i mean even now i mean i granted i'd say that the i think the discussion about hitler we people are more open to talking about it from a historical context right because we've done so many documentaries on it and to be frank you know while it it was a horrible thing. We are going on now 70, 80 years since it's happened, right? So, like, mm-hmm. enough time has passed that, you know, that some of those people who were not part of it anymore or who were not part of it, the general pop, the general mass of those people that were there and have passed on now. So, it's not as insensitive to speak about it anymore, right? So, it's not something, it's not something right. that we, we brought up a lot and talked about there on a national public stage because there was a people who still disbelieved it. There's still people in the world that, that don't believe the Holocaust happened, which is ridiculous. Okay. How, what? I mean, yeah. the camps are there. I, I mean, there's people that are had family, you know, my grandpa, both my grandparents uh, on my, both my mom and my dad's side were in World War II. Uh, one was an admiral in the navy, and one was a what was he like a, a sergeant or something in the army. It's propaganda, bro. I mean, because look, I mean, think about it like this: if you this happened what in the nineteen forties, nineteen thirties, nineteen forty two to nineteen forty five. Right. So this happened during that time era, as far as the Holocaust is concerned. So if you're now in the early nineties, right, and you're in a different country, you know, let you know while the United States media at times gets criticized from a, from a public standpoint from being complicit and anchor bias. I think the one thing that we can't all agree on in this country is that it, you can go find other sources of news. So like there's, if you don't like what you're being told or you feel like one news source is biased against a particular story or party or agenda, you can go find somebody who's more neutral, right? But early in the nineties, when the technology wasn't as much, you had limited amounts of, a uh, new source, and if you lived in a country that propagated that Holocaust never happened, and you've grown up in that society, that's all you know and believe, right? It's like Damn. with the the Turks and the Armenians and the genocide over there as well, in that part of the world too. 
that was taught to the Turkish people through their generations of lineage that it never happened. I mean, there's that guy who does the uh, the young Turk guy thing, uh, Chanker Younger or whatever. And he, I remember seeing a story about him where he uh, came back out like this, like four or five years ago. Maybe it was earlier than that. And he was like, it did happen. But he was taught from a child that it didn't happen. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. systemic brainwashing mm-hmm. there. Right. So I think at this point in 97, we didn't talk about it as much, A, because it was still sensitive because those people were still living. And and B, it just wasn't – it's it's sad to talk about. There's so many people that died in the Holocaust, right? So, so many. It's like, what, a million, 1.2 million Jewish people? I, I don't want to – I don't even know, bro. It's it's in the millions for sure, right? Some people say mm-hmm. 3 million. Some people say 6 million. I, I don't know what the correct numbers are, but a lot of people died. So this episode, you have Cartman making fun of the Jewish people, and you have him playing that Hitler character. And up until this point in, in animation, I'd even say, or even in forms of media, there wasn't a lot of parody of Hitler, right? I mean this was like right. – I'd say one of the early onsets of our childhood where Carp- or they're just like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make Carpenter Hitler this episode. I think the last most publicated syndicated thing was, uh, I think it was Charlie Chapman maybe who did a thing, not as Hitler, but like Hitler, but it was more inspirational. The, uh, nobody the dictator. actually, right. Nobody actually, um, there was nothing like on TV in the sense of, you know. It wasn't widely distributed. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, people. It was who... a very touchy, very, Ooh, let's not do that. You know what I mean? Type of vibe on it throughout the 90s. Yeah. The Great Dictator, which came out in 1940. After a dedicated service in Great War, Jewish brother Charlie Chapman spends years in an army hospital recovering from his wounds, unaware of the simultaneous rise of fascist dictator Adenoid Hinkle, also played by him. So he plays two roles um, and his anti-Semitic policies. When the barber, who bears a remarkable resemblance to Hinkle, returns to his quiet neighborhood, he is stunned by the brutal changes and recklessly joins a beautiful girl and her neighbors in rebelling. It's actually one of my favorite Charlie Chaplin movies of all time, dude. Like, as a kid growing up into big into film movies and, like, film and society, like, those type of classes, Charlie Chaplin is, like... Uh, the Jesus of films, of acting, if you will, right? He's one of the first original filmmakers to put movies on the map from all of his silent movies. Unfortunately, Mr. Chaplin wasn't the best speaker, as we found out, because, uh, he, I mean, he did have a great career still, but I'm just saying he did, his career wasn't as thriving when he was doing it mostly um, silent films. Um, so. Right. Um, Go ahead. The producers. But there's no... It's just a Nazi, right? He's just a Nazi... If yeah, the, it's yeah, true too. The no. producers, but there wasn't but really like I'm that, saying, where, like yeah. where they were like sympathizing. Right. This is like sympathizing, right. like showing Cartman like identifying with Hitler and liking him. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't really do that at all. Um, so Chef walks in now. He's at the doctor's office because he's like, "What the hell?" Everybody's got pink eye, and he's like, uh, "Hello, Chef. Let me get some. Is a pink eye? Let me get his pink eye." He says, "No, no, doctor. I've seen this type of thing before. This ain't pink eye. It's living dead." The doctor goes on to say, what the hell are you talking about? The chef says, think about it. Dead people getting up, walking around. Tina Yellows comes to town. Coincidence? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, and then doctor says, uh, chef, I think maybe you're the pink eyes. Made you a little delirious. L- l- let me get you some topical cream. The chef says, damn it. Don't you see? These people have been uh, 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 semitized, as I think is what he said, or uh, 
the, the mad times. I don't know. I, I couldn't break, make out what he said. He said, uh, they got no heartbeat, no feeling. I'll show you. He just rips off some guy's arm. <laughs> and the doctor's like, uh, Mr. Torres was here for a routine. Mr. Torres was here for a routine checkup. <laughs> and he's like, he tries oh. to stick the arm back on. Right. He's like, oh, sorry. And then the guy just collapses with blood all around him. And they don't even pay attention to the, the guy now for the rest of the scene. And he says, uh, uh, Mr. Torres was here for a routine. He says, but my point is the top of cream ain't going to fix what's wrong here. He says, hey, 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 now, now. There's been a lot of incredible advances in topical creams over the last few years. And then the chef says, who was the first person to come in here with the sickness? And he says, uh, well, it was a mortician and his assistant, the morgue. And then the zombies bust through the door and chef screams. So he leaps out the window. And the doctor's like, now, now. <laughs> oh, and I got enough topical cream for everybody, right? Chef's like, ah! He just jumps out the fucking <laughs> The doctor's like, I got enough cream for everybody. And then they attack the doctor. And now we go back to trick or treating. Uh, the boys, you know, trick or treat. You know, Kenny's arm falls off. The elder willow woman's like, oh, how cute. She reaches to play some candy in Cartman's pail. And then Kenny attacks her, bites her. And she's like, oh my God, go 911, go 911. And she retreats and shuts the door. And Cartman's like, nice gun, Kenny. She's about to give us some candy. Stan's like, yeah, she had sweetie pops. And Carmen's like, you let me sweep up at her. And uh, now we're back in the city hall. Chef bursts into the mayor's office. Says, Mayor, we got a big problem. Now, there's some things I want to point out, okay? There's a pile of money on the mayor's desk. Barb Brady is wearing a garter and fishnet stockings. And the mayor stands up with her blouse in disarray. What the fuck was going on here? Yeah, I, d- I couldn't figure it out. Because there's like three different things going on. Not only on top of that. They, they say this has nothing to do with the Chinese mafia. Not only on top of that, Officer Barb Brady is intelligent in this scene. Yeah, what the fuck? Right? It's a very weird scene. So Mayor McDaniel says, uh, ugh. She gets up from under her desk, and Mayor McDaniels goes, whoa, 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 chef, what a big surprise. And that's when Officer Barb Brady says, you're probably wondering why we're standing here with a pile of money and uh, no pants on. <laughs> says, uh, well, actually, uh, Mayor says, well, I can assure you that it has absolutely nothing to do with the Japanese mafia. Not a thingy dingy, says, says Officer Barbrady. So, like, I'm trying to think it out. Japanese mafia, big bag of money. What, what, what is it? What has the town of gotten? The Japanese mafia and a big bag of money. So, anyway, Chef says, I don't really give a crap. We've got a, something to do about night, the living dead. And Mayor, and Mayor McDaniel says, uh, you mean teeny others? And Barb Brady and the mayor start laughing. <laughs> and uh, Chef says, no, damn it. I'm talking about the zombies that have taken over South Park. And Officer Barb Brady says, well, Evil Knievel, why don't you jump over them with your rocket cycle? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the hell with you both. And then they start laughing. <laughs> so like, he clowned on him. Like, damn, bro. And then Chef's yeah. like, oh, the hell with you both. And then uh, Mayor McDaniels is like, uh, well, let's get back to it. Rightio. And then the mayor then lies back down behind the desk. So I'm assuming they're getting freaky. You know, yeah, a little freaky. Fetish shit going on over there. Officer Barbrady. I think the mayor might be a closet homosexual. She's never come out over the course of the show. And maybe she makes uh, Officer Barbrady uh, dress up like a transsexual as a way to uh, ignite her sexuality. Maybe. You like that breakdown, don't you? Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the boys are still trick-or-treating now. Uh, the, oh, a dude opens the door. He says, I hope you kids like uh, chocolate peanut butter cream puffies. And then uh, Kenny attacks his shoulder. And Kenny Lee now is like feasting on this guy. 
And uh, the dude's like, get off, get off, get it off me. So he falls down. Kenny takes chunks out of his skull and starts eating him. And Cartman's like, damn it, Kenny. Never get your candy if Kenny keeps eating people. And Stan says, yeah, that's it, Kenny. You can't trick or treat with us anymore. So the boys pass now. They're just walking by. And people in the background are like, yelling, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They knock on another door. And it happens to be the KKK people behind the door. The boys go, trick or treat. And the Klansmen stare back, and uh, Garvey goes, hey, yeah, I got that good shit. And then one of the guys places one single piece of candy in Cartman's pail. <laughs> Cartman's the only one that gets candy. Right? Cartman still, though, he's like, one candy bar? You're a cheap bastard. Uh, so like we mentioned, you know, they're walking to town. Zombies are tearing it up. Uh, Ned and Jimbo can actually be seen on a rooftop, if you notice, in the background, firing at zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two zombies were also playing uh, hot potato with a head. I don't know if you caught that as well. Uh, yeah, pretty so funny. You're the uh, a female yelling, "Oh my god!" As a person is being decapitated, zombie picks up a car and drops it on a child. Uh, the female yells, "No!" Uh, now we're at the chef's house. Uh, boys knock on the door, and Jeff opens the door. Get off my property, you brain-eating zombie bastards! Jeff's like, "Wielding uh, hey, two, two, two uh, chainsaws." Right. Well, he says, "Hey, chef, trick or treat!" And suddenly. Uh, Stan and Kyle are like, No, no, dude. And Chef's like, Oh, sorry, children. I thought you were one of them. And Cartman's like, Can we have some candy now? (laughs) (laughs) People dying in the background. Zombie apocalypse. Can we have some candy now, please? And the chef's like, Damn it, boy. What the hell are you doing dressed up like that? He's like, I'm trying to trick or treat, goddammit. Damn it, boy. What in the hell are you doing dressed up like that? I'm trying to trick or treat, goddammit. Remind me to whoop your ass good next time I see you. Now get in here before those zombies get you. <laughs> Jeff's like, remind me to whoop your ass good next time I see you. Now get your ass in here before these zombies get you. The kids get in there and Sam says, what are you talking about, chef? And he says, children, South Park is overrun with a night of living dead. Haven't you noticed anything strange lately? And then uh, Kyle says, well, not really, except that Kenny keeps eating people's brains. <laughs> Again, another. Don't you see, children? Again, again, another like, uh, not not really, nothing big. Just you know, in the last episode, it was uh, you know, uh, what was it uh, with the stands? Um, oh, we saw an elephant make love to a pig. No, 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 no. no. And, and, and this episode, haven't you noticed anything? No, uh, odd? no, we saw you know, can't eat people's brains. <laughs> well, that's that's because you know they have elephants making love to a pig, scuttlebutt, all this stuff going on. Right. So. Nothing's too abnormal for these kids, I suppose. The chef says, of course, you know, having you noticed everyone's turning to a zombie, they all come to the realization, oh, my God, if everyone's turning to a zombie, there won't be anyone to give us any candy. They say, chef, you got to help us. He says, I'm working on it, children. And so, and so they start packing up the chainsaw, ask them where we're going. He says, the doctor said the first people he treated were the mortician and his assistant. I'm going to hunt you. We get to the bottom of this at the morgue. Kyle farts and then standing carbon lamp. So always <laughs> pick up serious attention with a nice fart. And uh, I, if, if you notice, there's a couple of them throughout the episode where they keep that toilet humor going. You know what I mean? Carl Cartman's even like, it says, it was cat. <laughs> uh, Stan says, I don't know about this chef as they're at the moor. Kyle says, yeah, I'm kind of scared. And, and then Cartman's like, remember, candy. Focus on the candy. <laughs> and then Stan says, what are we doing here? Chef says, we're looking for anything suspicious. So start looking around. And then Stan says holding up an issue of uh he says see cartman your mom is on the cover of crack core magazine i found it i found it what see cartman your mom is on the cover Uh, we told you dude 
You better let me take that, Kyle. And then Chef's like, uh, you better let me take that, Kyle. And he's all smiling. <laughs> you better let me take that. <laughs> so he takes the magazine away. He stands and says, hey, Chef, look. And they uh, see a embalming fluid that's been knocked over. To the, uh, in, uh, they see the Worcestershire sauce, I'm sorry, that's been knocked over into the embalming fluid. Uh, Chef retrieves the bottle and reads the label, which says, warning, not to be used as embalming fluid. And there's an emergency hotline. That's one 555 Five six three three. Have we have you tried calling this number? No. You want to try calling this number live on the air? Let's do it. Let's do it. One eight hundred. All right, let's find out. Oh god, that's that's a little loud. Thank you for calling. Are you or someone in your household fifty years or older? Press one. <laughs> <laughs> Press one. Press one. Press one. Thank you for calling the Medical Alert Center. This is Jessica on a recorded line. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. It's an actual number. <laughs> Dude, we have to call back and tell them that they were just on a uh, on our podcast. No, I'm not going to do that. You're dumb. That's, it was on a recorded line. Oh, That's fuck. Go. That's why I blocked it. So that way yeah, they can't call me back. <laughs> There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We call the medical alert hotline, apparently. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's kind of what they call. Oh, that's a good. That's awesome. It brings up a, a whole thing where it's like, did you use Worcester as embalming fluid? Press n- and then it goes, oh, fuck. Bravo, South Park. Bravo, you actually used a real medical hotline number. Oh, I can't. I'm fucking dead. That's great. That's what I'm saying. I'm so glad I I thought about it for a second. I was like, I should probably block my number here. (laughs) What was the number? 555-5533? No, dude, come on. Uh, It's 1-800-555-5633. 5633. Okay, that's hilarious. (laughs) 5633. So the, call, so the chef says, I got to call the hotline children. Uh, Pip bursts through a window and says, Pink eye. And Carpenter's like, It's a British kid. He's a limey zombie now. And Pip's like, Ah! He's a limey zombie now. Right? Zombies are now bursting through. And Chef's like, Look out, children. So four zombies break through the wall. One comes out from a file cabinet. One stands front in front of the boys and threatens them. Four more come to the wall next to the window, followed by Kenny. Stan pummels the, the threatening zombie with a baseball bat and takes him out. And the oh, zombies, oh. right? Ooh, we are. Ah. And Stan says, okay, chef, dial the hotline number. And they turn around, and Jeff, chef is now a zombie. Chef! I'm gonna make love. Even when I'm dead, my body might get cold, but it's always hot in my bed. Make love. Don't be afraid. Just because my heart ain't beating, it don't mean you won't get laid. Let's get out of here. Oh! And then he's like, he opens his jacket, right? He's, oh! Ah! and yell or whatever. Uh, so the kids say, let's get out of here. So they, they get out of there and um, Stanton says, uh, we got to call the Worcestershire Sauce hotline. Cartman says, hey, there's a phone. He says, you call the number, Kyle. Kyle's, uh, or Stan says, you call the number, Kyle, and Kyle says, but the zombies are coming. Stan says, we'll hold them off. 
So then, of course, we just dialed the number. <laughs> Welcome to the Worcestershire Awesome Service Hotline. For Worcestershire Sauce recipes, please press 1, followed by the pound sign. For Worcestershire Sauce sales product placement, please press 2. If the Worcestershire Sauce has to be even used as embalming fluid, please press, and Kyle quickly presses 3. And he goes, uh, and then Stan and Cartman are now both wielding chainsaws, and they're being surrounded by zombies. And Cartman says, nobody screws up my trick or treat and gets away with it. So he removes it. <laughs> and arm from one zombie and goes, ah, cute. And then Stan removes the, <laughs> right? Stan removes the head. From another zombie, or from two zombies at once, and says, Sweet! And then uh, the Worcestershire Sauce hotline comes on and goes, Worcestershire Sauce, hot- Worcestershire Sauce Emergency Hotline, this call might be monitored to ensure the highest quality services. How may I help you? Worcestershire Sauce Emergency Hotline, this call might be monitored to ensure you the highest quality service. How may I help you? There's a bunch of zombies here! Please hold. Uh, Kyle says, uh, There's a bunch of zombies around here! I don't know if you noticed it, but there was also zombies uh, surrounding Stan and Cartman, and the, you saw a zombie chef, though. He was back inside the morgue, and he was distracted by the issue of Crack Horror Magazine. I don't know if you saw yep. that. <laughs> I saw that. That's hilarious. Funny. And was, it's, uh, it's got a Michael Jackson song playing in the background. Right. Even zombie fucking chef still wants to look at some titties. Um, so there's a bunch of zombies here. The hotline says, please hold. Stan <laughs> 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 these zombies. Cartman takes one zombie uh, into the groin. Stan is shown removing the head from another. Wendy approaches. Stan has some conflictions going back and forth. Cartman's like, finish her, dude. She's a zombie now. <laughs> Stan's like, I know, but Cartman's like, come on, Stan. Remember how she did you at the costume contest? Stan's like, hey, yeah. And he starts revving the chainsaw, and then the hotline goes, The regular source, the first thing you need to do is make sure that you do not just go out and start decapitating zombies left and right. Do you understand? Do not start decapitating zombies left and right. Uh, okay. Then what? Stan's like, apologetically, uh, Wendy, I, I knew we had a fight, and I did wish you were dead, but I didn't mean it. Cartman's like, kill Stan. And the hotline voice comes back online and goes, All you have to do is kill the original zombie, the one that started the whole mess. Once you kill the original zombie, all the other zombies will turn back to normal. Original zombie? Well, how the hell do we know who the original zombie is? We realize you have a choice in Worcestershire sauces. We are delighted that... And he goes, wait a minute. That thing that landed on Kenny, they took him to the mortuary, and then just as uh, Stan and you know, is having conflicts about wanting to kill Wendy, Kyle runs in with a third chainsaw and cuts Kenny in half. Very <laughs> gory. Like, it's it's kind of slow. It's like... It's slow. And he just chops him in half. And uh, Kyle yells out, Oh my god, I killed Kenny! You bastard! And then all of a sudden, you just see slowly everybody turn back from a zombie to a normal human being stan wendy's like oh what happened stan and stan's like don't worry babe everything's gonna be okay and kyle's like it's working they're turning back to normal and chef's like you did it children as he appears out of nowhere and carmen's like okay let's go trick or treat now come on (laughs) (laughs) wendy's like i'm sorry i dissed you at school like that stan i guess i just wasn't very considerate of your feelings and stan says that's okay wendy i'm sorry i wish you were dead and wendy's like maybe we can actually kiss tonight stan and just as he goes to puckers up of course he throws up on wendy when he says, ew, gross, Dan, sick, barf is gross, as she walks through a pile of dead bodies, dead bodies. blood everywhere, but barf is gross. Barf is gross, that's fine. Um, and then uh, now they're at the cemetery, <laughs> and the boys are at Kenny's grave, and there's some somber music playing in the background. Stan says, oh, man, I can't believe he's gone. Stan says, yeah, he was too young to be taken from us. And Stan says, Dude, you're the one who cut him in half with a chainsaw. And Cartman's all like... Let us remember the good time. Kenny would have wanted... 
<laughs> He's all like distraught over this. And then he begins to sob uncontrollably. And, you know, Kyle is trying to console him. Sam's like, you know, you know, I really learned something today. Halloween isn't about costumes or candy. It's about being good to one another and giving and loving. Kyle's like, no, dude, that's Christmas. Christmas. What's Halloween all about? Carmen's like, uh, Kyle's like, costumes and candy. And Sam's like, oh, Carmen, of course, still Well, let's get home, start eating that candy. We can eat it at Carmen's house and see more naughty pictures of his mom. Yeah. Knock it off, you guys. She said she was young and needed the money. Carmen, those pictures were taken like last month. Screw you guys. And Carmen's like, yeah, 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 you guys. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we see in the background Kenny comes out of the grave all like uh patched up so down the middle zombie Kenny and he, he pops up and he goes hey kick ass and then all of a sudden a statue falls or the statue a statue of an angel of the Virgin Mary the Virgin Mary's ass uh falls onto Kenny and then a moment later an airplane crashes into Kenny and the statue and that's how the episode ends so they had to make sure they emphasize the fact that they killed Kenny <laughs> yeah. well, that's okay. it that was the episode uh, what do you think of this overall episode it's a cool classic buddy yeah this is a good one this one is definitely on the top 10 of in the top I'm going to start a top 25 and throughout so right now it's starting fresh All right. Okay. Okay. All right. so this is going to be I haven't made a number for it yet, but it is for sure going to be in the top 10. I'm not sure what number, if it's in the top three or the bottom part of the top 10, but it's definitely in there. It's one of the cult classics. It's, they had the, the pairing of, you killed, you killed Kenny, you bastards. You know, the whole separate and mono, uh, synced up, you know. We had Cartman in a Hitler costume and then a KK costume, you know. It was great. I loved it. Shit, my bad. Take my bad. Shit, my bad. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I really liked this episode, too. You know, there was, uh, I thought I got a, a couple of stuff here uh, that they went back to. You know, if you if you notice, the blood feature of this episode was kind of deliberately designed to look primitive, kind of yeah, as a reference like a to the, Yeah, kind of like the reference to the spirit of Christmas. So, for like for instance, like you know, that final scene, Kenny comes back to life a second time. The dramatic music was inserted at the last moment by Parker with a synthesizer, which was interesting to note. Um, Parker and Stone had said they had trouble deciding how to resolve the episode and bring the zombie characters back to life. Although they ultimately settled on having Kyle kill the main zombie to bring the back the others, Parker did not feel the resolution made sense and described it as Dos Ex Machina. Um, or do sex machina Parker said at the ending, this was another big one of those episodes where we were sort of like, how do we get out of this one? Parker also described the ending of the episode as a bloodbath, which is what a good zombie should be. Pink eye was the first South Park episode. Parker and stone felt unsatisfied with once production was complete. We were pretty bummed out. We kind of thought, well, we're going to have a bad episode go on the air and hopefully it won't alienate too many people. And we'll try to get our viewers back for Thanksgiving, but we were totally wrong. People totally loved it. Um, he said they felt that the episode solidified major characteristics embodied by the chef character, uh, particularly the fact that he is one of the only adults in South Park who's always understands the truth 
of any given situation and believes the children almost all the time. He says, it's like the parents are all nuts that live in this town. The boys are kind of the most sane, and Chef is really the only one in town who believes the kids when they say something is happening. When the kids are actually right, and it's a town that's crazy. Pink Eye was also the first episode in which Eric Cartman's mother, Leanne, was portrayed as a promiscuous woman who previously engaged in drugs and prostitution and is willing to engage in pornographic sex for money. And of course, during the episode, mentioned being on the cover of Crack Horror Magazine. So, interestingly enough, now, as far as uh, the Nazi character, let's talk about that. Comedy Central had some reservations about the idea and sought ideas for other possible costumes. But Parker and Stone insisted that it had to be the Hitler costume. Once the episode aired, however, the two received very few letters. Okay, let me say that again. Once the episode ha- aired, however, the two received very few letters from upset viewers over the costume. Parker attributed this to the fact that people were becoming more familiar with the Cartman character and thus recognized that most of what he said was usually wrong. Moreover, of course, however, Cartman's central executives were worried that the use of Chewbacca costumes throughout the episode because of George Lucas's well-known tendency to file lawsuits against unauthorized stars references or parodies. The channel contacted his production company, Lucasfilm, about the episode and was asked to send a copy of the episode for them to review. The voice used by the supposedly actual Adolf Hitler is the educational video shown to Cartman. It's actually based on Monty Python's alum, John Cleese, Hitler's impersonation, which both Parker and Stone particularly praised. Of course, Parker and Stone are huge Monty Python fans, right? Yeah. So it sounds like they did everything right. They sent it over Star Wars executives. They looked at it, and they were like, you guys don't really bash on Star Wars, so this is fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if anything, right? it's more, uh, more publicity by everyone being Chewbacca, right? So... Other than the fact that everyone's Chewbacca, they didn't, like, shit on them or anything like that. So, right. as we mentioned, Tina Yeather used a clip from the show saying, up yours, Tina Yeather. She uses that as an introductory sound clip to her band's shows. Um, oh, uh, here's the reason why they, they wanted to use Dr. Pepper. Apparently, they wanted to use Dr. Pepper uh, because uh, Dr. Pepper's slogan at the time was, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> 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 so they wanted to use that. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, here's the worst that could happen, right? That's amazing. Um, this episode, of course, featured that parody of Michael Jackson's Thriller, as well as that music video when he be- when Chef became a zombie. Um, but that's it, guys. That's the full episode. Some of the breakdowns, you know, you had some racism. Uh, you had some uh, between the Ku Klux Klan and the zombies. You have, um, I- I'd also say, like we mentioned from the medical standpoint, the medical industry not being worried about if you're dead or not. If, as long as you're still alive, we'll keep giving you these drugs so we can keep making money. And, of course, the overarching at the end that it doesn't matter if there's blood, guts, and violence going around. As long as I can get some goddamn candy, then I'm, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode. That is episode eight here at Check Mabas, right here on, uh, like we mentioned, everywhere on all digital outlets. We're sponsored by HackerHowMe.Podbean.com, RatsAloudReview.com, VoicesOfMisery.Podbean.com. You can catch up on all the episodes, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker Audio, Republic Radio FM, Pocket Cast, Overcast FM, other podcast websites I'm probably not even mentioning, but we're there. We're out there now, ladies and gentlemen. If you are downloading us on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, do us a favor. 
rate us, review us, share us. We're trying to get our rankings. You know, higher we go, more listeners, more conversation we can create. Shout out to a lot of the people who have reached out to us. Uh, Marky Cousin Mark, I think is what his name was, on the uh, Twitter. who said it was the best podcast he's heard in a while. So we appreciate you. Of course, shout out to our loyal listeners who listen to us every week. My name is Matthew Schaffer. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Matthew underscore Schaffer. You can check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at, I'm sorry, on Twitter and Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod on Facebook at South Park Pod. You can email us at suckmyballspod at gmail.com for any sponsors or if you just want to say what's up, give us your feedback on episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Our next episode uh, that we're going to be reviewing uh, uh, Skip is uh, Starvin' Marvin. So if you have if you're listening to this episode and you like Starvin' Marvin and you want to maybe send in your thoughts before, shoot us an email and we'll read it on the next episode. Um, Scoop, they can they can reach out to you, of course, on Twitter. We've seen you uh, start to be a little active there, right? Hit me up at our Twitter. You can find me there. Suck my balls pod at Twitter. Um, again, I'm pretty I'm pretty active on there. I check it almost daily, and I try to find things that I could get at. If you didn't see that, Denmark roasted China not too long ago, so I had to support Denmark in roasting China. So that was pretty dope. And uh, I asked Yang what his thoughts on, uh, Senator Yang, what his thoughts on were the senseless murder of Scuttlebutt, but he hasn't responded to me yet. So I'm trying to <laughs> – let's try to get that retweeted, guys, so we can get a – If you be, could go uh, ahead. All right. Well, asking since, the real questions. So, uh, if this is coming, of course, from the South Park Pod, go ahead and if you could tweet out to Kanye and ask him if he really is a gay fish. That would All be, right. Uh, yeah, well, that'll be that'll be our I'm next. I'm asking the I'm asking the real questions here. Follow us there. Follow us there. You guys, of course, that is a Scoop Jackson. And I'm Matt Schaffer, and this is another edition of Check Nebbe. Check Nebbe. Stakkels junker død Ching chong ching lucilai Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chong lu Ching chong lu Ching chong ching lucilai Det var jo noget ved og noget Ching chong ching for da han tøde, blev han våd Ching chong ching lucilai Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chong lu, ching chong lu Ching chong ching lucilai
om fruen fik den besked. Ching chong ching, nu til dig. Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned. Ching chong ching, nu til dig. Nu deler de en lille sky, som regner over land og by. Ching chong, nu 